Hey, and welcome back to the Local 636 podcast. I'm your host, Ed Akers, and this is your podcast for interesting people, places, and things in St. Charles County. And I've got a great one for you today. Um, sitting down with Anthony Russo of Anthony Russo and Anthony Russo and the Drive-By Boys and Russo and & Co. and just a super talented musician. And he's kicking off our first ever 636 day, which is presented by the city of St. Charles and local 636. Um, he's playing 6-3 at six o'clock. So he is kicking us off. Um, I almost didn't do an intro for this one. Maybe you noticed or not. There's no music on this one. Um, I wasn't going to do an intro, which is why the format of the interview is a little bit different. You'll hear me kind of reset things a few minutes into the conversation, but I wanted to jump to jump in before the interview started to let you know that this was just a cool uh, interview and I, I really hope you enjoyed it. It's a longer one. Um, there's some language in it. Uh, there's also some really cool things that happened, some, some cool connection moments and some real just human moments. And um, this was uh, one of my favorite, I feel like everyone's my favorite, but this was uh, just a, a really fun one to do and a fun interview for me. It's the reason that I like doing this. The other reason I wanted to do an intro was that because the recording picked up at kind of an odd time and I kind of wanted to intro our conversation. So we're talking about the use of producers and uh, how a lot of you know musicians now are getting into that production phase and, and doing production. And so the other reason I wanted to intro this is because the conversation kind of picks up at a weird point. So what we're talking about before, you know, off air, off mic is a musician also being a producer and producing your own stuff and kind of relating that to podcasting and how hosting and producing are two different things. So that's what we're talking about when we jump in. So enjoy this conversation with Anthony Russo. We'll see you at the first ever 636 day on June 3rd at six o'clock in Frenchtown. Make a scene. Be proficient at it for me to want to like give anything out that I would produce through doing something like that. The amount of time that it takes, I'd rather be out like in the street just getting after it. And I think if you don't enjoy it too, it's like, well, I'm spending my time doing this and I could just hire someone to do it kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's better off. Uh, it's not my specialty, but it's right. someone else's. And, it's worth the spend to have uh, to have it off the plate, to like have it off my plate and just delegate it. Yeah, do what you do best, hire out the rest. Yeah, how about that? I should sell that at Hobby Lobby. On a little <laughs> hand, hand, hand. <laughs> the the, uh, the office section. The man who trained me in uh, starting my insurance agency. That uh, was something he he told us and was adamant about, and I just have always kind of carried that, and it's. It applies to everything, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you can have more fun and make more money by being out playing, doing what you love, than tinkering with something that's gonna make you mad and upset you and, and probably is not gonna be done as good as someone else could do it. Exactly, Somebody, the amount of time I've spent playing music, somebody else has spent that same amount of time aggressively pursuing like the recording and production side of things. That's the perfect pair, not me and like a piece of equipment that can allow me to kind of do that. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a lot of musicians do, do get into doing that. Do like kind of fall in love with that producing side and. Yeah. And I think part of that is also maybe rooted in like insecurity and ego where it's like. Oh, shot to, it. To be in the process of that with somebody else is a very vulnerable thing to do. 
to like be in a vocal booth while somebody's an engineer, like the, the level of trust you need to have with a person like that. That's the, you're, you're putting like your vision, which is a sound in this person's hands. And like, I've, I've just gone in blind with a few people and you just try it. I'm like, what, this guy's 200 bucks to do this. Well, this guy's 50 bucks an hour. Well, let's try them both. Let's see what happens. Try them both on the same song or same record? Hell yeah. Interesting. And just see, it's not even about. Not a whole record, but a song. Like yeah. For sure. Like, let's, have, let's, let's, let's get together for a session and see how it works. It's, you know. And is it always, is it always about the final product or is there anything in the process there? Like, like you said, like working with that person and being vulnerable with that person, like, does it make sense? Uh, I mean, I would say magic does happen in the studio for sure. Well, yeah, things that can't be replicated in, in uh, a live setting, they try because they did it on the record. And they're like, all right, we'll get it. Now we got to do it every time we sing the song. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But I don't know. I'm no master at the music thing. That's uh, that's funny. The I did an interview recently for this SCT Now magazine. She was like, "Well, let's start at the beginning. Tell me about the music." Mm. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> if you want to start at the beginning, we got to jump on back to the tap dancing because that's that's where that's where, where yeah. it all started." This is the podcast, by the way. We're we're on. I'm recording. And uh, no, it's just no. It's awesome. I love it. Let's let's get into it, man. Because that's what I want to know. Is I want to know your, I want to know your story. Uh, and so, I, I just we're we're with Anthony Russo, by the way. Uh, we can go ahead and do the intro now. That's a good place to do the intro. Yeah, hit it. Man. Yeah, oh, I'm doing this one a little different. We can we can get a little closer here. I don't know. You may want to you may want to scoot scoot the mic a little closer. You're a little low, but uh, there we go. Welcome to the local six three six podcast. I'm your host Ed Akers. I'm joined today live because I'm not going to edit this. I'm joined live by uh, with Anthony Russo. So uh, we just announced six three six days coming. Friday, June 3rd, first ever 636 day presented by the city of St. Charles, local 636. Got a ton of uh, thanks to's that you'll have to check out on the poster. I can't remember them all right now, but uh, you're going to kick it off for us. And so been been wanting to have you on. uh, And so this is a good chance to do it. So um, let me plug 636 day real quick and just give kind of the housekeeping stuff. Uh, If you want to chime in, if you got a funny comment, please. You know, let's roll. I'm good for one or two of those. <laughs> so, um, like, follow, subscribe to this podcast. Um, <clears throat> either Spotify, Apple. Uh, there's a follow. There's a there's a subscribe button. That's how you'll obviously keep up to date with all the latest things going on. Six three six and get the latest episodes. Um, follow us on Instagram at local dot six three six join the facebook group local six three six and uh just become fully immersed because that's what this is about this is about just the love for saint charles and um not many emulate it better than you do um which is why you're kicking off six three six day um let me tell the fine folks the first half of the day too uh is we've got deals with all these businesses where they're going to give you a six dollar deal so on six three you get a six dollar deal uh at a ton of local businesses so um 
check out our Insta for that. I'll post the list, but uh, a, a ton of your favorite St. Charles places uh, are going to be doing $6 deals. And we're just trying to make that this whole, this whole thing, six, three, six day. So obviously got to be creative. $6 oil changes. There you go. Yes. Don't, we don't want to <laughs> say, uh, yeah, not everything is $6. It's just to be clear disclaimer, right? Like avocado toast. Well, that is $6 at, at La Belle V. You know what I mean? There you go. So, but yeah, oil change is probably not six bucks. There's probably some limits to limits to those. So just follow the, uh, follow the Insta for that. So six, three, six day, $6 full tank of gas. There, there you go. <laughs> We'd lose it. That's it. Um, People would show up. They would show up. Um, let's see. So yeah. Let's start at the beginning. You were you were kind of going. You were kind of running the show, actually. Uh, so oh, we were just you were you were fiddling with the old <laughs> mixer over there. That's how I like to go into these. I I just yeah I wanted to be more conversational. I, I've, I have a direction, obviously, but uh, mm. I just kind of let it go. Where you know this is this is a hangout to me. For sure, man. It's a chance for me to cool spot to do it. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. We're in the Afterglow Lounge. Oh, that's a whole thing. I'm not even comfortable with telling that story on a podcast. Is that like, right. so, like a YouTube channel or something? Or? No, it's just, that's just what I named it. <clears throat> all right. Uh, all right. 636 day, June 3rd, 6 o'clock. Anthony Russo and the Drive-By Boys kicking us off and yeah. going to be a hell of a time. Um, let's tell the people, I don't think, if you don't know Anthony Russo, you should know him, but let's, let me go first into like, what can people expect from your show? Like, I know what it is. I can kind of describe it, but I think maybe you have a better elevator pitch. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> we're about to find out right now That's in as few words as possible. Uh, I've taken a, a, about 20 year tap dance career, professional like touring career as a tap dancer who for the most part was on stage performing and I never had to say a word, never had to speak, never had to sing, just tap dance to 20, 20, 20 plus years. I did all kinds of different things, little musicals here, little things there, open my mouth once in a while. A couple, uh, whatever, shows at the Muni. Um, I took that, uh, eventually I started traveling with a guitar and I was playing by myself, writing songs, uh, learning covers, playing on like tour bus rides. It was like, felt like some real like rock and roll shit. Uh, like back lounge of a tour bus with a few guys sitting around when I was like a, a young kid. But I learned how to play guitar throughout this whole journey. Uh, and right now it's just this culmination of a career in tap dance, knowing how to uh, work a room and uh, perform without saying a word and then having to learn how to run a microphone and and pretty much sing full time. I'm singing three, four hours a gig. Yeah, you uh, these days. You leave it you leave it all out there. I mean, it's you know, people get their money's worth when they come to see you. It is I was gonna say it's yeah, it's it's all these words, right, that are like kind of cheesy and cliche, but it is like it's live. Like it's it's uh I don't know what I don't what do the kids say right now for like the hip thing. It's it's know, it's one of a kind, right? <laughs> I'd, I'd say so. Um, but yeah, I mean, so some you, people I'm like that tap dance guy. Uh, I'm the crawl daddy's guy. Uh, funny story. Uh, just a couple nights ago, I was flying back from Las Vegas, and it was a red eye. So 12:30 a.m. and I land here at like 5:30. 
and uh, get to the airport a little bit early, uh, and I find the terminal bar, and I saddle up. I ask the guy, are you still serving? He's like, yeah, let me see your ID. Looks at the ID and immediately goes, St. Charles. He's like, I went to Duchenne. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a, it's midnight uh, at an airport bar in Las Vegas on Monday. And uh, we start talking about St. Charles. And, and I was like, hey, what's your name? And he told me, he was like, what's your name? I said, Anthony. I said, Anthony what? He said, Russo. And he's like, wait a minute. He's that guy that plays music every week. That is awesome. He's like, my friends send me videos of you all the time. Uh, can I get a selfie? I was like, what? A selfie even? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a friend of mine, him and his wife, my, my buddy Chris. They come to 311 and his friend bartends in Vegas. 636 is everywhere, man. And so, what I mean, what I would say about that, how that relates to your show, and then I, I want to dig into you, but is it like if a bartender in the Las Vegas airport knows who Anthony Russo is and wants to see him live, you live here in St. Charles, come see him, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you're here. You have the opportunity to come. It's that, uh, it's that big of a deal that when someone sees it, they videotape because it's like, what? What's happening? I've never seen anything like this. Um, yeah. Since the so, beginning of me tapping dancing and performing in front of people it's always it always has that little layer where it feels like a, a it can feel like a bit of a spectacle to people who don't ever see tap dancing yeah and people oh, I didn't know people still tap dance yeah I, I still hear it I've heard it like since, since I started well and also I think of like when, excuse me I don't know about everyone else but I think people have this image of a tap dancer in their mind as being someone who's maybe in like a full tuxedo and has right like slick back hair is wearing jazz you know jazz band and you know yeah slick pair of shoes and some tails and i've done that too sure but that's not it's it's fun yeah that's not what that's not what it is right i mean for me right now no this is how i've like this is how i'm making that craft work for me now like i've worked as a tap dancer and i've done it a bunch of i've done all different kinds of shows and styles and choreographers and now I'm just kind of doing what feels good and natural to me and in combination with everything I'm doing now which is a really (laughs) organic uh, flow to all of it and like the timing of all of it Uh, it it started actually just really under pressure Uh, the pandemic took away every tap dance job I had on the calendar because it all involved travel and international gigs and cruise ships. Yeah. And just gone. Every, like within like a few weeks, I just, I just stopped checking my email because it was all, uh, <laughs> it was all cancellations or we're going to postpone this and that. I was like, Oh wow. Um, Let's dig into that. How, how you've been talking about tap dancing and how, how do you get into that? I know you've told me, I know a little bit of the story. Your parents owned a dance studio or was a Yeah, man. Uh, or my, still do? My grandparents. That's still in my family. Okay. My grandparents on my mom's side. Uh, it was 70, 1974. My grandma worked the desk at a dance studio, Barbara Jean School of Dance <laughs> on Kings Highway. Uh, she was the secretary, kept the books, and her three daughters danced at Barbara Jean School of Dance. Uh, her and my grandfather purchased the studio from Barbara in 74. Uh, the studio stayed there for a handful of years. 
maybe till around the late 80s. I think I was probably three in that old studio on Kings Highway. All right. And then they moved down to Main Street above Worthington Hardware. Which is now, let's... Which is now uh, April's. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Awesome, like, beautiful space. Yeah. Uh, when I when I grew up there, there was a billiard hall on the back end of it. Uh, and then uh, April's was a hardware store with uh, George and Charlotte Worthington. If you're from St. Charles, you should know who they are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, that was like my stomping grounds. I mean, the studio was down there for 27 years. You, I mean, I imagine you grew up there as, as any kid would whose parents owned a business, right? Yeah, it was, it was like my babysitter. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And so were you, uh, like, did you just pick that stuff up from being around it or were you like enrolled and like taking lessons and, uh, <laughs> this is my favorite part of the story. My All mom, right. my mom said it was my idea. She was like, you wanted to take, you wanted to take <laughs> dance lessons. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and so how long, how long did that, like, did she make you stay in it? Did you? No, she didn't make me do anything. Yeah, you enjoyed uh, it she, enough. To, I'll tell you what, I, uh, she was not my teacher for like the first couple of years. Yeah. Just to be like, probably some, yeah. somebody else take this crazy best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, uh, you, you grow up doing that you stayed in it through, uh, I don't want to tell your story or mess it up, but you, well, you were telling me you had some sort of opportunity come up maybe while you were in high school. Yeah, um, I was traveling and doing stuff like during the summer. People go to summer camps. I would go to like tap dance clinics and workshops. So you enjoyed like yeah, like at some point I, you enjoyed it enough to like pursue mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, in like sixth grade where they introduce like you know like you're gonna either take band, choir, or orchestra, or this. You yeah. take like a musical active, uh-huh. and uh, and I chose band and I went straight to the drums. Okay. Yep. The rhythm. The Ooh. beat. Yeah. Maybe this is where it all started. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you went. Yeah. I played Go Team Go. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. That was it, huh? I guess. No. Uh, Where was I going with that when I got sidetracked? <laughs> so in, I know, I think we all did. It's playoff. I mean, it's playoff hockey too. So it's, you know. Yeah, everyone's like, let's go. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we were talking about, you know, just taking that through high school and you uh, doing summer camps and stuff like that. And you yeah, had yeah. to make a decision to go into band or, so you went into band. Yeah, a lot of my like extracurricular activities were like, I was in marching band. I was in jazz band when we got to high school. And a lot of that stuff is before school you show up before school hours like an, yeah. hour, an hour before everybody else right that. that's why I never did it <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah man it's, yeah. A, it's a discipline that you're like woof alright uh, but it's cool it's, re- it's rewarding and it's art- it's an artistic outlet and it's cool and I imagine like <clears throat> like anything else there's like a uh there's like a subculture of that, right? Like it's, there are people that do that. And so as you grow up and do that, like you said, you're going to camps. And so I'm sure there's this little subculture of people that do that, that have this in common. Right. And we're talking, 
how old, uh, you don't have to say how old you are if you don't want to, but I'm 38 years old. Okay. And I, so was, this on, is like I pre- was on the phone with a guy that I used to go to these workshops with when we were teenagers and I was on the phone with him today. He lives in Minneapolis and he's yeah. producing an event. It's all inclusive music and dance for, uh, talented youth, up and coming professionals to collaborate with real professionals and create like a world-class show within a week. Uh, I was on the phone with him today and he, I met him at one of these yeah. tap dance workshops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when I, I really started to fall in love with it when I was like 15, something like that. Yeah. Why, why do you think 15? What, what was there? Uh, was uh, there like some, some opportunity, like some opportunities pre- started to present themselves. Like, okay. Uh, I got, <laughs> I went to an audition at the Muni. You were supposed to be 18. Uh-huh. Uh, it was for like the equity ensemble. It was 18 and up. You're getting paid like 600 bucks a week to do a show. Um, and I was 15 and I went, I'm pretty sure under some like with some encouragement from my parents. Sure, they're both. My dad was in Shakespeare festivals. He was an actor. He was a technical director. Yeah, mom's a dancer. Like, couldn't ask for a. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> a better backing there. Uh, <laughs> not what. Uh, yeah, had all the support in the world from them. Like doing it, doing all these extracurricular activities yeah. and clinics and things like that and started going to New York in the summers when I was like 15. And that's when I was like, Oh shit, there's some people out here that are tap dancing. Yeah. You got to see like uh, a different, maybe a different style of it or a different way, a different expression of it. Or Savion Glover was coming up, like bringing the noise, bringing the funk. He flipped tap dance on his face in front of everybody and people loved it. Yeah. Um, and he came up with all the greats that like tap dancers pay respect to all the time. Like you're like Gregory Hines on up to like Bunny Briggs, the Condos brothers, Henry Latang, Jimmy Slide, the Nicholas brothers, people yeah. are probably familiar with that duo classic kind of stuff. But there's there's a huge list that people don't know about. Uh, Bill Bo, people know about Bojangles. I'll play Bojangles on guitar in my shows and tap dance to it and try to educate people slip a little vegetable in the meatloaf, you know, get, give it like, to us. Cause I don't, I'll be honest. I don't know. And I mean, I, I knew, you know, uh, he was one of the highest paid performers uh, of his time and he died flat broke and his best friend is, was Ed Sullivan. Okay. And Ed paid for, uh, all his arrangements and everything, uh, for his funeral. And, uh, yeah, he was in, he was, a. Uh, He's a legend. Uh, Gregory Hines did a film paying tribute to him and like emulated him, dance like him, and like a tap dance role of a lifetime. It's, you can still find that film. Yeah, what is it? Um, pretty sure it's just called Bojangles. Okay. Yeah. Starring Gregory Hines. This is where a producer would come in super handy, right? Right now. Like, can you Google that shit, please? Real <laughs> yeah, quick. Pull that yeah. Like the yeah. podcast I listen to, they ask a question like that. And then in three seconds, you're like, oh, and producer Nick said it's this. And yeah. like, oh, no, I try not to talk about things that I don't, <laughs> that I can't like back up too much. Yeah. No, no, no. That's cool. I the, I, this, <laughs> the, the, the point is like, you know, it's, you're just seeing, you're being exposed to it in a different way. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really affecting you. Like it's, it's, it's an art form. It's an expression that, um, you know, that that's, that's, that's amazing, man. I wish like, uh, you know, I think everyone, everyone has the, I think everyone has these 
times where they wish they could be that expressive, right? But like, maybe they can't, you know, you talked about being vulnerable and like, it's a hard thing to do. And like, for you to be able to do it, I think that's why people, like people wish they could do that. You know what I mean? Like you, you have a talent obviously, right? Like, and, and that talent is, but that talent is a, but it's, it's like a freeing, like it's a thing for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think that's, there's part of us that want to be entertained obviously, but I think there's another part of us that, you know, that's why we emulate these, like these stars and these people that do these things. It's like, you can do that thing that we can't express or that we feel like we could express. I don't know. Am I getting too deep? No, no. I mean, you're getting down to the reason why we like connect so well with music in general. Uh, and good feelings and good vibrations. Uh, just that, that's in our core. It's like that's <laughs> transcends mm. like everything. That's that's what I like about it. Like the live experience, man. Like whether it's live music or whatever it is that you, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever it is that like really gets gets you going live. That's doesn't get better than that and you definitely like it's you know people have so much fun when they see you perform and it's it's uh it's again because it's different and stuff but it's because you know there's people connect with that and that's that's just it's just cool man i i've always wanted to like you know that i like music i think everyone listening knows that i like music a lot but never been able to you know, like when you said you had to be at band an hour before school and I said, that's why I didn't do it. That wasn't a joke. I mean, it was probably funny, but like, mm. that's for real. I was, I still am a little lazy. Uh, like <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I was on time, <laughs> but to even have that started, discipline, man, uh, to even have that discipline from <laughs> such a young age is, you know, that's what separates, you know, people that people that can do it and people that can't do it. You know, it's, it's about, it's about talent, but it's also about like you've, like you said, you've put in for how long and, you know, I mean, if, if if you want to make some of yourself, take a, I went to New York city for 10 years when I was 19. Yeah. So let's, yeah. To, to get back onto your, uh, your bio here, uh, you're, you're, you have these opportunities, you take them, you take a lot of them. Yeah. Most uh, of them. I mean, the first big launch was tap dogs. Uh, I saw this show in St. Louis when I was like, yeah, I guess I was 15 years old. It was at the Fox. Okay. It's like a touring show? Yeah, touring production. Okay. It was from Australia, and it was six guys wearing Australian work boots with taps on them. Tap dancing like on a construction site, per se. Uh-huh. Uh, building as they go. Oh. You don't see a whole lot of crew. They're there, but you don't see them. Yeah. I only know that now because I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that's, that's these the magic guys, of it. These guys build a scaffolding and then tap on it. They raise ladders up, and they tap dance up and down ladders they grab angle grinders and make music and rhythms with angle grinders and microphones with effects and there's a guy that gets flipped upside down in a harness and tap dances on the ceiling and I was a kid who grew up in Missouri like getting made fun of for dancing like yo people. <laughs> what my you, people what are you guys doing yeah because i gotta do that uh so like i you know kind of whatever you, you think about things a lot you kind of gravitate towards the people that are participating in those things and 
I was just relentless to be like seen and considered uh, and any of those things for that production. Uh, and I, I was told that the last American tour had already been cast. This was when I was 17 years old. The last tour in North America has already been cast. It's going out in August. I was like, cool. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ch- you got to change gears. Maybe I'm going to go to Scott. Yeah, I got my A plus riding. Let's get it. How did you, uh, how did you, uh, like, cause this is early, I guess internet was available, but not like, not like it is now. Right. So we're talking oh, 2002 we probably. Had, we had pagers, dude. Right. <laughs> so how are you, how are you, you say you're doing all this stuff. AOL, to, I was connected <laughs> with these people through like AOL. Okay. Messenger. Like you meet somebody at a workshop in New York. Who's from whatever, like, te- uh, like my friend Katie from Texas, uh, my buddy Keith from Boston, like my friend, my buddy Chris, who was uh, my roommate, my buddy Danny Wallace was, was my roommate for ages. Donovan. You just reach out to these, you just find their username or exchange usernames no, or whatever. We, just, or? we would just meet at these events. We'd okay. all go attend these tap dance festivals gotcha. and, and experiences and become friends. And then oh, gotcha. back then that's the, how we were connected. That's called like AOL. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's like early social media, right? Yeah, we it's like half like texting each other. You had to like, do do like, right. Just dial up internet and just, that was your, I'll meet you at this place at this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So yeah, like that goes back to that, like that goes back to that subculture, right? Like you find these people, you make friends. And so it's easier to, it's easier to stay in it. And, and you, you find this group of like, like-minded people, you know, the smaller subculture. And, uh, I think that's just so important for everyone to, yeah. you know, to find a, even if they're people can be in different ones, I think, but like to have one that that's a passion of yours, you know, it just, it's great. Cause you guys can feed off of each other and obviously you use that networking to find someone who worked or you to figure out that that unfortunately had just been <laughs> the last one had been cast, but yeah, I was, I was devastated, but there was a guy that got hired that just it didn't work out. Okay. Uh, you just air quoted. So does that mean he was like off to the mafia? He got fired. fired. Okay. Uh, um, and my, my phone rang and was like, Hey, can you come? You were next up. Can you come to Mississippi and learn the show and go on tour for five months? Yeah. And how, how old are you? I was, I was 17. 17. Uh, this was like, this is probably late July. So I would say this is not like a summer gig. This is like a, you're no, going to, this was, this was going to be the first half of my senior year of high school. Wow. I was like, uh, <laughs> mom, can I please, mom, can I please go on tour? <laughs> yeah. And was that, was that like an, you said they were supportive. Hell was yeah. that an automatic yes? Did they no, have this to? This is back when you could walk people to the gate at the airport. Right. Oh, the whole family. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The whole family was there. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so I like immediately I got, I got that call. I was in New York when I got that call. Uh, I was at like a workshop to be a part of like whatever. Yeah. I was like, sorry, I gotta go. Yep. I changed my flight, set up a meeting with like uh, my guidance counselor and like the school principal. I was like, hey, can we do this? Can this work? Does he take correspondence courses? Like home, like a couple of homeschool classes? Yeah. Like while he's on the road? <laughs> Which I did. Did you? I had, well, I had to do like, well, my friend did for sure. My friend for sure got paid to do one for me. Um, 
It's all right. They're not. It's it, right. We're past the statute. Uh, I'm confident. <laughs> my, my, so was it? My high school diploma was real. Don't take that for me. <laughs> so was it like? Was it like you? You ask your mom, "Can you do this thing?" Um, to yeah, which we see that in movies all the time, right? Like that's the that's the classic like thing. Yeah. And was she like, "Let me make a few phone calls and I'll let you know," or like, "Yes, we're gonna do it no matter what," or "Yes." Like gung ho, like let's figure out how to make this fucking work. Yeah. Like this is a she realized the opportunity for you. She knows your passion for it. She obviously doing it herself. Like, uh, and they were just like, yeah, let's I mean, do like, it. Born like, born and raised up in a dance studio from an entertainment based family. They were like, go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Man, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's the stuff it's the stuff of movies, right? Like it's. Dude, dude I'm, I'm getting a little choked. I can. Uh, do we need to? Uh... <laughs> no. no, I'm good. Take your time. Obviously, something that means a lot to you. You know, and that's that's good, man. This is a this is a this yeah, is a free, safe place, that's man. Wild. <laughs> no, just I, I don't ever, I haven't really uh, spoke about all that like in in sequence, uh, like as as it happened. Yeah. yeah, you're good, man. And we can listen. We can leave this in. We can take it out. It's. I can let you listen to it. It's, you know, <laughs> I don't care. I think it's fucking awesome. I'm getting a little, uh, the, the, I don't, I don't, I don't know the rank of like the number one thing that makes me cry. The number two thing, but something that makes me cry hundred percent of the time is seeing another dude be open and vulnerable. It just gets me because I, you know, I think that's, I think that's a super respectable quality. Like you obviously understand what you owe, you know, what not owe, but like, you know, you understand how supportive and helpful your parents were. And you're obviously very grateful for that. And it, it shows, it shows, it shows without this, but, uh, you can definitely tell that, you know, you're just a very, I've cried with, uh, I've cried with more dudes and probably dudes that you know than, <laughs> than I would, you know, openly admit. Uh, so you're good, man. Um, what do you want to talk about? Uh, can we, can we stay I, on it? Can we stay in this or? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it's not a, it's not a deterrent. It's just a gratitude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I, w- I was given that opportunity, and I got all support, and I, I went and did it. Yeah. Yeah, they rented a, a bus. The, the show I was touring with, they went to, uh, was it Williamsburg? Virginia? No, 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 sorry. Uh, my bad. Warrensburg. <laughs> it's way off. Missouri, yeah. The town is, <laughs> the town is that way. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, hey. Uh, 
Yeah, Warrensburg. So uh, my my family chartered a, uh, a bus, and like like a hundred people came. Wow! And caught the show. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was rad. And so I, f- I actually <laughs> that was the day. Uh, about halfway through the tour, they flipped the stage. The decking material that's on like the very front. There's a whole like row of beautiful, uh, beautiful treated wood to tap on. Uh huh. And about halfway through the tour, they flip that floor over. Because you get, killed it? it? Well, yeah, because we there's water involved in the show. So just over time, like, we're beating the shit out of this surface for an hour and 20 minutes eight times a week. Yeah. For months. And was it, suppo- was it supposed to, like, I don't know if you even know the answer to this, but, like, when they built it, where they're like, yeah, this is going to last all show. Mm-hmm. Yep, but they have to, like, flip it every, you know. So after so much time, they have to flip it over. We got to start over with a new surface, and that fresh surface is incredibly slippery. Oh, and there's water involved. One show that like my mom and my family, like a hundred people come to see me in the show. I slipped. I ate shit like five times in an hour and twenty minutes. I was either on my stomach or on my back. Like I mean, that's only once every twenty minutes. Like if your driveway's on an angle in the winter and you didn't know there was ice. was me like like yeah. fell down on your on your ass oh yeah and is that how many times do you do that it was, it normally was, it was like zero, ideally, zero. ideally zero <laughs> well ideally my, zero but my like, character in the show i was very i looked very young so i, I was the swing for the kid or the kid he's like the protege of the lead in the show like the new kid on the job site and he gets kind of kicked around a little bit but like also hey kid come over here look at this okay it was like this uh-huh. right, there you go. <laughs> i like that but then like hey like, <laughs> okay so yeah me falling down five times is like almost like ideal for the character he's like bambi on ice too uh, okay <laughs> okay a little uh yeah, you're playing into a little bit. That's awesome. All right, so you, um, you do that tour. It's it's five months. Mm-hmm. You graduate high school. I went back. Like, I went back and I, wa- I walked in my graduation. Oh yeah, yeah. My fourth quarter senior year, I, had, I went to school. It was a joke. Well, I mean, whose isn't? But I, I'm sure if you weren't there, four, that's a little different. I got a 4.0 for the first time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> all electives. I walked out of there like, yes. Worked my whole life for this one. Uh, but no, I went to, right after that, I went to SCA. No, no, right after that, I went to, uh, Tap Dogs got called to go to Reno. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Are you going to pull a joke on me and be like, actually, actually, it was a St. Joseph, Missouri. Oh, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> almost got you actually, there. Actually, yeah. it was Brant. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I, I went to Reno for like four months uh, and performed in a casino before I was 21. Uh, it was cool. Um, it was a sit down. Was that common? I mean, is there like a law or obviously there's not a law, but is that? Not really. Uh, when I was in Mississippi and I was 17, I had to get like a casino security escort like across sure. the floor. It was actually easier to go back into the employee area, access only, whatever, yeah. and walk like the back halls and do that without a pass. It was easier to do that. Than like wait for a security guard to <laughs> slowly like yeah. No offense to all you security guards out there. But Thank God you for aren't security the fittest guard. of the okay. Usually the casino security guard is not your ideal like uh, Mr. Universe. No, mm. taking a shot, taking a shot at casino security guards. Uh, 
What, so, what are you going to college for? Like, not like not the reason. Like, what was your? Did you have like a? Well, you're at SCA, so you're just taking GEs, right? Just to like do something. My buddy was going to SCA. Yeah. And he was like, he was taking a, photo- like a photography 101 class. Okay. I was like, I'll do that. It's yeah. two days a week, three hours per class. And you had a plus. No, you said? I did. No. Okay. I was I was lying about that. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't qualified. God. I wasn't qualified. God, you're not gonna ever come back here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out. That's total bullshit. <laughs> All right, so you're you're taking a couple classes, but obviously, like your focus is is to further this career, right? Yeah, well, just trying to figure out what I want to do with with tap dancing. Like, I got I went from doing nothing to on the road. I went to Tunica, Mississippi, to a casino. I learned. I watched the show the night I got there. Uh, the very next day, I was in rehearsal for ten days, and like on the tenth day, I was in the show. I didn't know the whole thing, but. They were just like, nah, you got it. How long is that? Like when you say you're rehearsing for 10 days, is that, is that, that's not an eight hour day, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're oh, long it, days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying no, it's longer is what I'm saying. Like you're not just going like nine to five. Like you're probably well, that's doing that. in the rehearsal process. And then I go to my, my room. This is before like a camera phone. I can't just like camera phone video this uh-huh. for all you like goldfish brains out there. Yo, you had to remember this content. And I was learning like multiple routines in a day. Like oh three, shit. Four, yeah. Five minute numbers. Some of them are in like sevens it's some of the numbers like change time signatures yeah five four three like it's wild <laughs> okay uh, i did that and then i toured with that show extensively for like eight it was eight shows a week pretty standard um but it was a lot of like three cities a week oh wow yeah we were running and gunning it was a lot of it was actually a lot of one-nighters any specific That's region crazy. or like it was coast to coast one really we did canada <laughs> we did like almost every product would they i mean you, they would fly you in canada. no we were on a tour bus oh i should have been in english class and i was on a bus that had just been used by motley crew oh geez yeah hopefully it was that should be like disinfected and yeah memoir yeah you you want to you want to do a lot of things with Motley Crue. You don't want to be the first person in like their motel room after they leave, or to use their tour bus. Like the second, like after the cleaning. Crew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, we we were in Mississippi for like a I guess a month. They were using that to get the show off the ground. So I went from I should have gone to school with my friends to in this company of like ten, uh, six on stage plus two swings. That's eight. Like a drummer. There was like nine guys. A swing is. I'm sorry, man. I don't. I mean, I just a don't know. Swing is that like someone that somebody, can, uh, somebody he knows every knows, part, knows multiple roles. Gotcha. Like we had two swings. It's like a utility they player. Both, they both knew three roles out of the six. He's and if like, they didn't know that somebody on stage could go to that role, and the swing could go to the role that they know. Gotcha. So we could just like we were like a soccer team out there that could just like fucking pass the ball and keep it moving. Yeah. Um. One like toward you get to the end of a tour, it was like a insanely well oiled machine. Sure. Of tap dancers just like killing it for an hour and twenty minutes, no intermission. I was I didn't have the muscle on my body to get through this show when I got wow. hired to do it. My muscles were like cramping up and like seizing up, and I was throwing up in the wings like. It was in the most intense thing I've done physically, and thinking about doing it now, I, I, I chuckle a little bit. 
Um, Could you I, do it now? <laughs> I think more than once. <laughs> Uh, no, I could. I could. Um, Do you remember it? Yeah. Yeah, that, like... I'll be, like, 80 in, in a chair and, like, mindless. Like, I'll be, like, early Alzheimer's, and you'll be like, tell me about death dogs, and you'll see my feet do the whole show. It's, like, in my... It's so in it's, my, like, it's, in my it's like this... It's so hard. You do it on repeat that for that long, yeah. for that many tours, and... It's locked in. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's it's the same, you know, as a singer remembering the words to a song or guitarist. The, I mean, it's the same as that, right? Yeah, like, you might slur a couple, just a couple words, but you're gonna hit the important shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my life motto, brother. <laughs> Call Hobby Lobby. We got it on. <laughs> I think that's the name of the episode, actually. <laughs> Call oh, Hobby Lobby. Call Hobby all right, so you're doing this. Take, take me through the next, like, because didn't you do one? Weren't you with one, like, company or one production for a long period of time or no? I, Tap Dogs was, like, peppered in over the course of 20 years. Okay. When they would was, go on tour. Just, yeah, when the show went out on tour, it was short-term contracts. The longest one I signed was, like, nine months. Okay. Um, but typically there were, like, three to f- three months or ish for tours, five, whatever. And is it the same? Sh- I, and again, forgive my ignorance. Is it just the same show every year after year after year? It's the same show? Uh, yeah, they've, they, uh, they changed the music. They've like updated the content. Uh, but as far as like the, what you the, have to, the wardrobe, the set went, yeah. underwent some changes. They added some routines to the show, okay. modified some routines, like, Okay. I had some tweaks. They changed the male drummers out for female drummers at one point. Woke. Uh, look out. Represent. Uh, which was actually like a solid move. Uh, it like just balanced the amount of testosterone. The show <laughs> uh, was, yeah. Interesting. All right. So that's, that's on and off for how, how long did you say? Like 20, 20 years. years. From like 2001. Until 2019, so is that 18 years? Yeah, that's 18. Years. Yeah, semantics. But so is that a, is that um, trying to find the? I mean, I just got an email to go out on tour again, like a month ago. No shit. Um, I turned it down because I'm playing the country fair in Chesterfield. <laughs> I was like, sorry guys, I'm on the side stage of the country music festival, bro. <laughs> Is that true? Is that? That is 100% true. Yeah. I turned it down because I'm playing in Chesterfield. <laughs> Good for you. Is that because that's what you want to do? Absolutely. Good for you, man. Yeah. And the only way to do it is to shut up and fucking do it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Call Happy Lobby. Shut up uh, and fucking do it. Bro, we. Stacy. <laughs> yeah. This isn't. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to. That couldn't be more my motto. I, I get. We'll, we'll get back to you if I can just air a grievance. Get out there, man. I get so out. aggravated when people. It's we've taught we've had this conversation, but it's like, fine, then do it. Then just do it. Then, then just do it. Like, you know, people from from whatever. Obviously, running a business, you get you get certain 
things and feedback and it's like, well, do if you want to, I mean, it's not even, it's not about work, but it's whatever. But if you want something to happen, if you want to make a change, you got to do it. Like there's a reason it's not a thing now because no one's done it or no one's willing to do it. Right. And so if you want that to happen bad enough, you just have to do it. You should do it yourself sometimes. I mean, people help you and, and be supportive, but like you got to press the buttons and do the things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's no way around it. So that's awesome. Uh, I want to. That's a, yeah. No. Is it? No, that's is exactly that why I was saying that shit about like, like music, musicians, like engineering stuff and like wanting to do that home recording thing and like producing everything yourself. Like leave it to somebody who yeah. has like done the things in that direction. Mm-hmm. Give it to them. And you do. They will teach you something that you don't know. You got to shake your moneymaker, man. You got to be out there. The people want to see Anthony Russo. And they want to see Anthony Russo and the Drive-By Boys. And they want to see everything that that you're doing. Right? Word on the street is... uh, It's it's something to see. I, I haven't spent a lot of... Uh, I don't think I've ever really done this. Like, spend a lot of money in marketing and advertising. I've always tried to use my closest resources, the people that I know, the people I love and trust, the folks that are, like, within arm's reach, uh, within conversation's reach, to, like, just grassroots grow it. Uh, instead of like coming at it from the top and dumping like a campaign of some kind on it, start from the bottom, which is I think is exactly what you're doing in St. Charles with all these local businesses and connecting uh, local six through six being the medium between like all the cool shit that people want to be a part of in town. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, we we've kind of talked about that too. It's like I, I view. Uh, like again just going back to the music thing like i view local 636 as a startup punk rock band like we're we're loading up in a minivan and we're loading our gear up and we're going to drive to this town and we're going to do this thing for 15 people and then we're going to go to the next place and we're going to do it and there's going to be 12 people and then we're going to go to the next place and there might be 20 there you know maybe we'll sell a few Mm t-shirts and you know we've we're we're like we're like releasing our ep right like we're going to release our four song intro into the world and we're going to see how they react and we're going to see what happens and then you know we got maybe maybe we got a 12 song you know full length in our back pocket that we're ready to throw out if the ep does well you know and then and that's kind of how i see it (laughs) well that's that's yeah that's vision stuff but i mean but yeah the Thank you. And yeah, dude, but that's to me, that's, and that's the way I built my insurance business. And that's the way it's just, I don't know. It seems like the way to do it to me is just, is build it from the ground up and, and get out there and get your hands dirty. Um, let's get back to you, brother. Um, so on and off for 20 years, here's the question I wanted to ask. That was, I was hesitating on asking, but is that, do you have to have another job in addition to that? Like to live, to make ends meet, to, to, I, in the 10 years that I lived in New York city, I never once did what I would just call like a normal job. Like a nine to five. No, I never bartended. I never waited tables. I never worked in retail. 
not not even like the Christmas bump for retail, like, yeah. where everybody's hiring thousands of people because because Macy's exists. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, never, I never worked like a regular job in ten years in New York. Everything I did was performance based and edu- like tap dance education based. I couldn't find what I was looking for in New York. Uh, really, at first, creatively. Because I was looking at Broadway, and I think a lot the way tap dance is is represented in most Broadway shows is corny to a a, yeah, which is I mean a rhythm tap dancer or somebody. Which is what I was trying to say earlier, like about that that you know image that people have in their heads is because of you know it's how oh I love Forty Second Street. I'm sure you do. But there's this like gritty, gritty goodness out there. Yeah. That's like in the jazz clubs, Minton's in Harlem. They do jazz jams and tap dancers get in there and been to a couple of those. But tap dance is like alive and thriving and that's like the artery of tap dance throughout the world, you know. There's veins and like little things in little cities sure. and little blurps in there, but like New York was the place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, my aunt Karen was li- uh, was living there, working finance for like a really high end preschool where like four year olds get dropped off by like driver. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Upper East Side, kind of uh-huh. like. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, she facilitated me like I, I was on an air mattress in her dining room for like three months. Okay, a handful of blocks from Yankee Stadium. Uh, and I was I lived there for three months and reached out to my homie Chris because he was commuting from Connecticut from his parents' place and I was like, oh, you're driving and paying tolls and parking. Yeah. You add New York parking and tolls, all that. Like, he's taking multiple trips a week for rehearsals and then he drives in and parks at the airport and takes the flight to go do the gig and then comes back and gets his car and goes. And I was like, sell that car and move, or yeah. maybe not. But like, yeah, let's let's get an apartment. Huh. Uh, yeah, and for $1,450 a month, we had an apartment around the corner from a fire station just above uh, Grand Central Parkway and Amtrak Bridge over top of all that. It's like that apartment in seven, that, like rattles every uh-huh. time the train. It wasn't that extreme. And how, how uh, what size are we talking? Because I'm mean- huge, because everything we looked at was tiny. Okay. So you took <laughs> and like that. This, and like, and like a more expensive, it was like 1800 for like, we're two, like two tall dudes. We're like, I guess we got to get way out. <laughs> so we were a third, like a 12 block walk from a subway station. Oh, that sounds rough. Uh, you just get used to it. You just factor it in. Yeah. You know, you hit traffic at 364 every day. It's the same <laughs> yeah. shit, man. It's I don't. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't mean either, but... Right. So, um, uh, okay, so, it, I mean, is that where you... I don't know, dig into your personal life too much, but, like, did you stay in that same place, or did you did you get to a point where you're like, oh, we can afford something nicer, uh, I lived there for a few years. My buddy Chris moved out. My buddy Danny moved in uh after some time i moved out of there i think i moved into storage went on tour again like that a buddy i was on tour with i was like yeah i'm looking for a roommate in new york he's like yeah me too boom got an apartment not far from where i was living before uh yeah new york is cool i was in, in and out of storage and had a had three different apartments over ten years, and then my aunt's place, the the old dining room floor. Nice. And so you said you came back here in 2019. 
ultimately, yeah. I came back here in 2013, uh, and I rented an office space on Main Street, and you can tell Penny Pittman I kind of used that as an apartment, even if she didn't know about it. She doesn't listen. It's okay. But I, I slept in that bitch so many times. <laughs> Uh, but I was looking for a place to live, and I had an, an old Airstream that I had at, like, the Marquette trailer park over there, and I was kind of sleeping, staying in that thing, and just, like, trying to figure out St. Charles again. And yeah. Whenever I was here for a little bit, booking contracts, tours, and I was in and out for a while. But I ended up getting this place up here in Midtown St. Charles, and that was kind of my home base. Uh, it has been. Uh, I lived in Vegas for a couple of years. Uh, my girlfriend, Nadia, she lives out there. Um, I moved out there for a couple of years. I was performing in Absinthe at Caesars Palace with my buddy Chris. Oh, I my, saw my seen first, Absinthe. My, all right, you know the, the tap dancing twins, Sean and John? Yeah. Yeah, well, we were their vacation swings. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, me and my homie Chris. We went and did our own. We don't do their acts. We do. We have our, our own. Uh, oh, okay. Choreographed by Chris. I ain't trying to take credit. <laughs> um, but no, we we had a good time doing that. We did we did like an old cowboy act called the Rodeo Shit Kickers. Uh, it's basically like a couple of drunk cowboys that tap dance. And so how how often does that? If you're like a swing, how often are you actually in the show? Then I've only done absinthe for like two runs. I think one was a longer, one was a shorter. We did another one at Cosmopolitan for the, the two of them. Yeah, it's it's on and off. It's not nothing to rely on. Yeah, um, which is really like the the nature of this beast, this entertainment uh, endeavor. This I mean, call it a career. I, it's not like I don't have a four hundred one k. I had to like I have to I have to go create these things myself. I don't have somebody who's like sign right here. We got you. Give me all your information. Right, done. Like we're just kind of out there. We're hired guns. We're private contractors. We're weapons in our own right of, of mass entertainment wow and, uh, I'm digging the analogy it's uh, just a, it's a cool path I've never had to work a, a regular job I've, I've always I've done yeah. it because I wanted to work a regular job so what's what what ultimately can you say what brought you back here uh, I wanted a savings account first of all New York just took every dollar Every, okay. like every took everything to stay yeah like um and, and and it got to a point where every job i was taking was not in new york everything ah. i was doing involved an airport gotcha and i'm like all right well there's this layer of expense yeah that i'm paying for like travel to and from the airports and this and that and like financially just i asked the people i was working for i'm like does it is it important to your company that i'm new york based in the entertainment industry yeah. people are like oh where are you from I'm yeah. kind of, and like, well, like St. Charles like, yeah. where's that you know where yeah. I'm, I'm not a guy that says St. Louis though I'm not okay. somebody who like, where are you from oh, well it depends on where I'm at like, yeah. no, no. well you're from here hit him like, hit him with the STC <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so did, that didn't factor into them they didn't care they, yeah, I mean they shouldn't have right and let no. me this yeah so you're like, well, I can do it. I can do it from here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did it from here for a while and I was teaching for like a, a dance convention and I think I became like not worthy of sitting at the cool kids table because I'm not as active on social media. Like <laughs> the guy mm -hmm. that will just say, let me go is under fire for right now for uh, like pedophilia. And so, oh, gross. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Um, 
but his way of letting me go was like uh, he compared me to a bunch of other tap dancers and he's like uh, everybody knows what they're doing but he's like what are you doing like building a barn in the woods I was, or building a cabin in the woods is what he said and I was like uh Ryan. Huh. Right. Actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out words go, words got out pretty well. I'm I'm pretty solid in my self representation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like good riddance. Uh, I, I hate the competitive dance world. I don't hate it. It's just not my it's not my vibe. It's not my scene. Yeah. I'm I'm a collaborative guy. I'm I'm I want to collaborate with the best and the people that want to do dope shit. Yeah. That's all. So. <laughs> I'm not trying to I don't want to compete with anybody or like be responsible for the result of other people competing I don't want to judge it I don't want to just done with it yeah pandemic Sweet. made me kind of zoom out and realize where I kind of fall on all of it because I finally got to step back and that wasn't tap dance wasn't my main source of income yeah for the first time in 18 years I wasn't like yeah. oh I gotta say yes to this. I, I can't. There's nothing to say yes to. It's all gone. Everything, everything's yeah, yeah. gone. Dude, I think that's. Uh, I, I think that's a pretty common thing. And just, I mean, obviously, you know, talking to people, but I think the pandemic made a lot of people zoom out and and really focus in on what matters the most because, you know, you're you're hold up with your your family and you have time or, or by yourself or whatever you have this time to ooh, rookie mistake there uh you have this time to reflect and you know evaluate and and you you really like you really got to press pause and like you said zoom out and just be like oh shit i, I think that's i think it's common and it's interesting to hear you know as someone um again like I follow like musicians like that's that's my source of entertainment right like I don't uh, there's a lot of things I don't do but like that's that's one of my hobbies right and so like you know I hear the same thing on podcasts from other singers and artists uh, and people had to like reinvent themselves um, not just you know personally but professionally and like what you do as a band and how you act as a band and like what you produce as a band and what kind of show you put on as a band and like you know, it's, uh, it, it was just an interesting thing. And it's, it's interesting to hear you say that that's how it affected you. You know, I mean, yeah, that's just it, cool. it, was, it wasn't like, it wasn't a, it's cool. I'll work from home. It was, we'll talk next year. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll reschedule this event for next year. Yeah. I'm lined up for like in a summer, I'm lined up for like five or six annual events yeah and that's like if I do one of those a month I can I can live yeah you know I never I'd like as a professional tap dancer I think I did I did well um you know it's I I, I found like my niche mm-hmm. and yeah and then it was then it was all <laughs> it was all gown uh but it's like the, it's I, I'm not. I'm not sad about it. I don't miss it. Like I feel really fulfilled when I talk about like the journey with tap dogs and like the arc of that. And it's like the, been that thread and through line through everything I've done. I got to work with Cirque du Soleil for a minute because my dude, my homie Jared Grimes. That was cool. For all you listeners out there, Cirque du Soleil. 
Is that the proper pronunciation? Yes. Not instead of what? Cirque de? Circus Ole. No. Or, people don't say that. Cirque Soleil. No, no, no. Cirque Soleil. People say that? Circus Ole. Circus Ole, I think, is more common than. Like, <laughs> they just kind of run it together. I'm not asking for Cirque du Soleil. Right. Um, so I'm saying. <laughs> Meet me in the middle. Like, help brother out. <laughs> say it with me now. <laughs> That's one of the, there, there are so like certain phrases like that in the English language. I didn't know that was something that people, uh, I will, I will admittedly, with. I will admittedly say the most pretentious thing in my entire world. Oh, here we go. I have a bathrobe. I have a Cirque du Soleil <laughs> with a big logo on the back. It was our, it was like a gift from the company. I have a, that's how often's a bathrobe come out? I mean, I'm, we, if, if I don't have anything to do on, on, on any day of the week, yeah, that's for sure the first half of the day. It's a bath? No, a bathrobe. Oh, a bathrobe. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I have a clawfoot tub in my house, but I'm a linky bastard, dude. I, I haven't met a bathtub <laughs> I fit in. I don't know why I associate Lately. wearing the bathrobe with the bath. I guess you could just wear the robe, uh, yeah. So you wear, you got like house slippers? Maybe. We're getting a little too far. Let's let's get let's get back on. My, to my, my feet are my money makers. Of course, I got a house. There you go. I got, I got yeah. All right. So you're back. You're back at St. Charles. Uh, that kind of brings us to now, man. So um, what you've got going on now is just a packed calendar. Um, yeah, dude. It's a culmination of like the hustle that New York taught me. Like if you're sleeping, somebody else showed up. 10 minutes before you for the same opportunity that you're perfect for. Like like that, that is, that's in the dance world. That's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in the music world, it's there as well. Nashville, there's 300 me's. There's three, like, like a guy with a beard, like (laughs) maybe a little, whatever. Oh, you got something like interesting about you. Okay. Yeah. 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 300 of like that in Nashville. And I don't know. There's not here. Got to make a scene, there's man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, hey, better make a scene. Where, uh, so the, the, let's talk for a minute about, uh, we're going long, which I, I knew was going to happen, which is fine. Enjoying what's, the hell out of it. What's your cut? What's your uh, average here? Which trip? What's your cut? We're probably, there, there's no cutoff. Like I, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to cut anything off, but I mean, there's like a, there's like a closing, like wrap up procedure that I have, mm. you know, but I mean, it's interesting though. People, you know, like anything else that you start, people give you tons of advice that you really want. And, uh, they're like, well, people don't want to hear anything this long. They want to hear it this long. They don't want to hear, they want to do this. You should do it this, you should do it this way. And I'm like, you should do a fucking podcast. That's what you should do. <laughs> like, I, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain part of me that just like the, the reason I started doing this is because this is an outlet for me. You know, this is an outlet for me to get to hear awesome stories, number one, but be creative with, you know, with the ways that I can be creative. Um, so all that to say, the length of time. Wow. That was a, that was a long way around the answer to this. I try to keep them around an hour. Like I've gone an hour 15, I've gone 45. It just kind of depends on, you know, my calendar, the other person's calendar, unfortunately. Um, if I had a producer, um, if anyone wants to produce the show, <laughs> what up Kevin Babb? Oh, that's a good plug right there. I know. He's, if you were to plug he's on. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. I, uh, I'm getting close. That, that's the plug. I'm just trying to edit it. Yeah. I'm just trying to. Anyway. Um, 
so yeah, there's no yeah, there's there's no wrap up, but yeah, uh, I don't want. I mean, I can. I'd like. like to, I'd like to say I, uh, I dig what you're doing down here. Uh, I just had some dinner down at Tony's, and the bartender was asked me what I was up to tonight, and I said I'm going to record a podcast with Local Six Three Six, and she was like, oh, she's like, I follow them on Instagram. Awesome stuff. Can't wait. I just saw the poster for Local Six Three Six Day. Like. That's awesome, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, that, uh, it's just a testament to like the the positive reach you're getting. Somebody who works in St. Charles who can sometimes be like rubbed by the the needy crowds in the service industry and can get a little cranky about the town. Mm-hmm. Somebody who undeniably had really positive things to say. Thank you, man. That means That's a lot. Cool. I I appreciate that. It makes me makes me happy. I wanna uh, yeah. I wanna. I want to make a scene. I want to affect some change. So it's, uh, I hear that's, that's, that's very cool. It makes me so happy. Um, let's talk about six, three, six day real quick. Um, well, no, 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 let's, I'm sorry. I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about, uh, Sunday night service. Mm, Sunday service. Sunday service. Yeah. We don't have to go like an hour on it. I mean, no, a couple I mean, minutes is like uh, a couple minutes. It's, it's, it's an easy one. Yeah. Uh, so it's a thing that you have to see. Number one, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I ultimately, I went on my last world tour was 2018 to 19. And after that, after that tour, I really like settled back down here in St. Charles and, uh, was it now aggressively looking for a place to play guitar in front of people? Mm-hmm. I've played it in my hotel room and on tour buses now for 18, 20 something years. Yeah. Now I want to play guitar and start to like, let's see what this, I've been going to open mics for years where you get two or three songs. I'm like, I want to try and find a spot. My friend Emma was bartending at Crawled Eddie's mm-hmm. and it was kind of dead in there on a Sunday. And I was like, hey, you know the owner. I was like, put in a good word. See if I can do like a, a like an acoustic night for a couple hours on a Sunday. I'm just like, I don't, don't need to pay me. Like, just let me, let me get in here. She came back. She was like, they're down. She was like, they definitely don't want to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that part you said about them not paying you? Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's going to go down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, well, cool. That's, that's fine. I was like, well, I'll, how about I do this four weeks in a row and we'll see how it goes. And that was a little over two years ago. Uh, and now it's, now, now it's a thing, man. Now it's a thing. Was it, um, was it always called Sunday service? Was that a- that's no that's that that developed over time. Uh, it was just I can't. I don't even know if I can, can pinpoint when it changed over to this Sunday service thing. Did you I come really, up with it? I don't think so. Maybe the bartenders. Okay. Yeah. It just kind of. It might be. It might have been from somebody behind the bar. Just here for that, that <laughs> service. I was like, Sunday service. Like, oh damn. Yeah. And then I, I did lean into it one time, and I, I think I offended some devout Catholics. And then it only made me want to lean in further. Yeah, that's what ah, people don't understand stuff like that, do they? Right about about. It's, I don't know if that's just when someone does that to me. It's a, it's the same thing. Like if you're gonna push on me, I'm just gonna push back. Like yeah, I was like, here comes Mother Teresa. Yeah, yeah. The memes that you post the memes. Uh, I I would say they're they're funny. I mean, yeah, I, I try there. I wouldn't say they're in like poor taste. I'm not, I, I used to I post know. childhood dance photos of me when I was like five or six and they're like glitter suspenders and weird shit. Yeah. Um, 
but no, so this Sunday service thing, this it, it started as a practice ground. It was I wanted to I wanted cut to play music in front yeah. of people. Exactly, I wanted mm-hmm. to cut my teeth, and that is exactly what I've done in that space. I've cut my teeth. I've learned how to work a room with a microphone. Mm. I never had to open my mouth really like confidently as a solo person in front of anybody with a microphone I never had to do it in a show I was always chorus I was singing back up or harmonies I was never like front and center what's up dude yeah. <laughs> yeah I I learned how to do it in that room were you ever that ever intimidate you or scare you or I guess I mean you've Sometimes. been because that is a different, it is a different level, right? Like you're a confident. Really, a really you've been- energetic group of college kids comes in and screams a bunch of songs that they want to hear that you don't know. First couple of times, like the first time that happened, I was just like, oh, fuck, I, I got nothing for this moment. I have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Now I talk shit. I'm uh, like, I'll be like, shut up. I don't play what you want to hear. I play everything your stepdad made you listen to in a 92 Silverado <laughs> when you were a kid. Sorry about you. Yeah. Here's some Joe Diffie. <laughs> And they're just like, what? And they're like, this dude yeah. is so lit. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's up, Linwood? <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. But you do play, I mean, you you do play a lot of recognizable stuff. And I, yeah, play, I play a lot of, like, I do. I try and play, like, a little bit of everything. If I don't know, like, the song you want by that artist, I probably know another song by the same artist. Yeah. And, like, people, I, I've never seen the sheer look of disappointment in people's face when I tell them I don't know how to play a song. And they look at me and they're like, yes, you do. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even produce a reference to the chorus in my mind <laughs> and I'm annoyingly like good at recognizing tunes yeah sorry like I just I can't I'll, I'll suggest like the other song they're like oh <laughs> you said your room your room was gonna be clean on Wednesday it's <laughs> fucked up man <laughs> so what's the what's the is there like an overwhelmingly number one song that people have requested that you don't know or that you like, or that you like refuse to, I mean, refuse is the wrong word, but that you like, you don't want to learn. A bunch of young kids wanted to hear like Co Wetzel for a while. And I just, I finally shut that. I don't even know that. That sounds like a pretzel to me. Yeah. I was like, hmm. He wrote some song about Taco Bell at two o'clock in the morning, and everybody thinks it's like he's so good, he's so honest. Like, what? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm lost, everybody. I'm sorry. Oh, here's some Doobie Brothers. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know. Morgan Wallen for a little bit. I don't know. There's you. You, you see the trends in popular music. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, where I'm where I'm standing sometimes, and I I just don't. I'll tell people, oh yeah, I'll play it next time or I'll figure it out, I'll learn it. Yeah. The thing is, like, I do what I do and eventually I I want that to speak for itself. Yeah. People won't come up and request a Jewel song because it's not my shit. Not even, uh... You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And here I am, a guy like plays Miley Cyrus four times a week. I was going to say, yeah, you you did hit the Miley and... (laughs) Uh, dude, uh, your shows are your, your shows are so fun because you do you do hit everything. Like you'll play everything. Uh, I, I try to do a little bit, a little bit of it all. Because there's but you, you ha- look around the room and the crowd is everyone. Yeah, but you do it in your you do it in in your own style too. Like which is you know if they requested song X, they're gonna hear it, but it's not gonna be how. 
how it sounds a lot of times to them, right? Like my favorite thing to do, I'll take a song that everybody knows, everybody's singing along, and I'll change a word to be very specifically about one person in the bar. Okay. What song is that? It does it doesn't matter. It depends, oh. it depends on who's there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some chicken shirt with some polka dots or some shit. I'm like I'll tell you what. I weave, uh, I'll weave it into music and people kinda of look down at themselves and be like, did he just say <laughs> Did you just say the words that are on my t-shirt? At the end is near uh, beer release party, you asked for a beer, and I went and got you one. Oh, man. And you said, I don't know the line before it, but it rhymed with Ed, obviously, because you go, and I just, I got a beer from my friend Ed. And I was like, well, that was was fun. Right? (laughs) I'm Ed. Look at me. Look at me, guys. Uh, um, uh, There's a real special thing down there. You... You bring it up. You bring it up. It's a it's a significant piece now of uh, of what Crawl Daddies is, and I've got to throw a disclaimer out there. The first time this ever happened was at Snibos. Okay, and we're talking about, of course, the three, two, <laughs> one to the door. Everybody, hey. everybody screams and uh, it's a thing that you just have to experience. Like, I don't, I, I almost, and if you do, that's fine. I, I almost don't want to talk about it because it, it ruins it. It kind of does. But let's. The, the, the cool thing about it is, but, uh, I don't know. You just need to go see. We call it Surprise Party Sunday. <laughs> you just need to go see Russo, uh, Russo and Co. However, however you're playing. Uh, yeah. At Crawl Daddy's. If you're looking for my music online, it's under Russo and Company because there's another, there's another feller with a common Dago name. There is that Anthony lives in Russo. St. Louis. Yeah, he lives. I thought he lived in Los Angeles. Oh, there's for sure one that has a three one four phone number because we. Um, no, there's was, another musician. Yeah, I, no, I know. Is this the same guy? I, here's what I'm saying to cut you off Sorry. totally. What I'm saying, no, that's okay. Off. No, I, I definitely cut I, you off. I what I'm saying is, I, I tried to, I was showing someone your Instagram and like, oh yeah, I found him, Anthony Russo. His number's three, whatever it was, and I was like, no. And they're like, yeah, here's his profile, and like, there's for sure another Anthony Russo musician in St. Louis with his phone number on Instagram. Wow. If you're listening, Anthony. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, his mom came to my show at 311 Winehouse like a couple of months ago. Uh, her name's Donna. Uh, oh. And she was like talking with the guy she was with there. And, and I found out. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, you're, you're the other Anthony Russo's mom? I, I put all my music out on Spotify under Anthony J. Russo. Okay. But still people were like, hey, I downloaded your album, but it doesn't sound like you. <laughs> I'm like, and the yeah. guy doesn't look like you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what it looks like. Um, but yeah, so I, I pulled everything down and I re-released it under Russo and Company, right? Just to like, just to make it a little bit more distinguishable. Yeah, we're we're a couple of different. Is that who? Was that who you were talking about? I don't think so. No. So there's and, a, and I guess I don't 100 know what he looks like. So if if to give you a follow on Instagram is what? What's your Instagram uh, under? Have taps will travel. Okay. So if you look up Anthony Russo on Instagram and you're in the greater metropolitan area, since we don't want to say that word, <laughs> uh, and you find Anthony Russo. This ain't him. Uh, so you need to look up 
have taps. Have taps. Will travel. Will travel, yeah. Uh, you're a bearded gentleman. A bearded fellow with a guitar and tap shoes and old trucks. Yes. Let's just say that. Fun stuff. Uh, all right. Every Sunday at Crawl Daddy's? Like three out of four Sundays? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm 90% there. Uh, a couple times, like, you know, I, I travel on the weekends once in a while for shows. And I do, I do get out of town. And I do have the intention of... Uh, in the wintertime, spending a little time down around the panhandle of Florida. Sure. Uh, I want to get back to Nashville and record. I've got some songs in the pipeline that have been recorded. I want to redo it. I sound different with my music. I play my music different now. I'm two years into like really entertaining people and like... I know how to, I feel like I know how to do this now. I didn't know. How you know to. how to put that on a record? Yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I th- it was more of a novelty when I did it the first time. I listened to this, some of the songs and the way I was singing them and I'm in a different spot with it now and I want to approach it with a little bit more grit that I know I have that I didn't know I had when I was in the, in the first little swing of things. Nice. All right, so um, yeah, to playing 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 the the bars and pubs for two years, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that every. I mean, I think a lot of bands look for that, right? Is how do we capture that live sound? Like this is this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Like you you play in a band to play live. You start a band with your buddies to play live, not to record an album, exactly. right? So, like, how you sound live is how you—that's—that's that's your you band. Record the album for the fans. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. And there's—that's why, uh, why I don't have a lot of people. Like, you don't have a CD. I was like, no. You're—you <laughs> just got—you just got it. It's in your body now. It's in you. <laughs> <laughs> you do have music out there, though, right? Yeah, I'm on like every digital platform. Uh, you, you, what do we I've search? Got, I've got music videos. We? If you look up Anthony J. Russo, music tap dance any of that you'll find uh, my first EP was called Coming Home there's a very well produced music video with that from uh, my buddy Kurt Solak Solak Productions awesome tap dancer also video production there you go that was his path he spent a lot of time on that he could have put a down payment on a house he put a down payment on a camera I was like you want to go you want to go you got the drone let's go I flew him to Vegas we did a music video in like 24 hours nice that's awesome Um, give the people that are investing the time the attention they deserve don't try and do it yourself and again bringing it back to that community of just having having people to call on and having people to know and that's awesome man if I want to know the best place to get something I'm going to ask Local 636. What's the best mm-hmm. spot in town? I'd be like, yo, there's four dry cleaners. Who's like, who's cool? I just want to deal with cool. I want to deal with good people. <laughs> I want to deal with cool people. I want to deal with community engaging people. Yeah, because I say, I think it's, it's different. Yeah, I think it's different. It's better, and it's it is better, man. And it's different out here, dude. Uh, and the, you know, part of the reason part of what this is and part of my story is that this this thing started as a podcast but in talking to and having these conversations with you know business owners and you know important people in St. Charles like on the podcast and asking them these questions like why why St. I don't even ask anymore because I get the same answer 
why St. Charles? Well, it's obvious. And that's why I didn't ask you that. It's obvious. Like you, you, St. Charles is in your veins. It's a little, that's a little different, but like for most people, it's that thing of like, man, this is a community here. Like people want to see you succeed. Like for the most part, like, you know, more than any other place, they want to see you succeed. They, they, they're going to try to help you. Like if you're a business, they're going to, to try to help you. They're going to give you an opportunity, you know? Um, and it's, it's just that, that whole sense of community and, and just being, I think it's like a little bit of, because we're like, um, we're like a suburb or whatever we, but we feel, you know, we have that kind of maybe a little chip on our shoulder too, where it's like, we've got this pride. I'm saying that in a, in a good way. Like mm-hmm. we've got this pride, you know, is like, no, we're, we're St. Charles. Like, and that's, that's the, the spirit state, of what capital. we're. It's a, it's a river town, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a thing down here. Anyway, let's wrap this up, man. So, um, six, three, six day. Oh, let's, let's hit one more thing real quick. Yeah. The thing that's in my driveway. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that and how, how it's going to fit in with six, three, six day. Uh, so I've spent all winter long, uh, with a good buddy of mine, Luke Schrader from Schrader Sod Farms. Uh, I, I combed the internet night after night looking for an old like the farm truck that like everybody wants at their wedding every bride wants pictures on it and all the dudes want the photo like everybody wants and there's no cranky mother-in-law that's like it looks trashy like the the perfect like that perfect medium of like I'm gonna be the king of off-grid weddings in the Midwest <laughs> truck yeah um, first thing I built was a horse trailer bar when I was bored in the pandemic with no tap dance jobs bought a horse trailer for 400 bucks turned it into a bar done it's not registered <laughs> yet uh, and then I found, I found this farm truck dude it's a 1963 Chevy C30 with a 12 foot flatbed on it it's big enough I had uh, seven bluegrass musicians on it in Louisiana Missouri like two weeks ago yeah oh yeah it's awesome, man. It's old and slow, but it's mint green with a white bumper and grill and a good old long flatbed with new wood that we torched with a, a propane torch that looked like an old like bourbon barrel. The thing's awesome. It's got my name on the doors. I drive it around town as often as possible because I just love it. It's like it's my, it, it it's is like, awesome, and it's it's almost uh, it's it's another uh, you know it's just kind of another thing of of you like a uh, you know the the three two one the Sunday it's an, service it's the an extension. It's I'm trying yeah, to be. A, it's your brand. I'm, I'm, I, I, if I'm good at one thing, I think if I was not tap dancing, I should have gone into advertising. Yeah, marketing. Yeah, like, yeah. My brain is annoyingly unstoppable on like creating ideas and like I just lack the collaboration and follow through because I'm not capable of doing everything by myself. Yeah. Back to that again. You know, you want to do something good, get together and have a powwow with some people that that share the same uh, interests. Hell yeah. That's, I mean, uh, the saying is if you want to travel fast, go alone. If you want to travel far, go together. Right. So if you want to, if you want to go quickly, Mm -hmm. it's by yourself. There's no doubt about that. But if you want to go further, you've got to have a team. Like it's just, and that's why, that's what local 66, that's why I have, you know, Chris and Stacy, like we're, we're a team and like it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Like it just wouldn't, 
it just wouldn't work because yeah. I, I can't, there's certain buttons I just can't push, you know, certain click items. I'm like, I just don't know how to do that. Or I don't care it's, enough about it. It's all, it's all community based, man. Uh, but this, yeah. this truck is going to be at 636 day, man. Yes. Uh, me and the drive-by boys, which we were born out of the pandemic. We used to be called Wood Eye, where we drink beer in, in high school. The old gravel road okay. up north 94. <laughs> and then we changed our name to the Drive-By Boys because no, we, we couldn't go inside, so we put it on a flatbed trailer. And now we've upgraded to this kick-ass old Chevy grain truck. Yep. It's now a mobile flatbed bandstand. And you can see it parked in the middle of Frenchtown. Dude, I can't on wait. June 3rd. At Do I need to hire six? a photographer? Or are you going to We got it, man. We got it. Yeah, we're going to be good. Medias and all yeah, that. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think someone might show up. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I hope so. uh, that that is a huge fear of mine. Actually, please come. Uh, please. Dude, come. <laughs> no, like people know what's up with Frenchtown, um, and they care about it. That's for sure, dude. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for joining me for opening up. Absolutely. Um, check out Anthony Russo at. I'm all over the place. Anthony J. Russo, Russo and Company. Have taps, will travel on Instagram. And uh, pretty much every Sunday, Crawl Daddies on Main Street. Awesome, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, dude.